Equia has sickle cell disease. Kweku is battling with prostate. Auntie Mary has a family history of cancer. All these people have either inherited a genetic disorder from parents and present in the child at birth or even due to some environmental factors. Remember that genetic conditions affect all ages, economic, social and religious groups. Don't discriminate if they look different. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. As we start the GA Genome Project, we invite you to join and follow our public lecture series and get free genetic testing and screening. For more updates and information on how to get the free genetic testing and screening, call 0302-959-246 or visit www.gagenome.org. I just love Joy FM. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass. A very good afternoon to you and welcome to another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yanara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by GH Genome. GH Genome, our duty to decode. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your superstation, Joy 99.7. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I'm happy to be your host for today's edition of Masterclass. <clears throat> for those of you who joined us in our conversation last week, we started a conversation on digitization or digitization for strategy. And on that show, we were privileged to have with us Abo Richardson, who spent some time with us. One of the things that stayed with me in that conversation was the fact that we should stop looking at digitization as a thing and begin to look at it as a lifestyle. Good afternoon to you, Abo Richardson, if you're listening to us. We're continuing in that same line of conversation today, and today we're privileged to have another wonderful gentleman here in the studio who I'll be introducing shortly. He is now going to look at the conversation on digitization, but this time, after we've talked about looking at digitization for strategy, we're now going to be looking at digitization for growth. Just as all my resource persons here on the show, this one is also a renowned Ghanaian, very diligent and well-versed in his field of endeavor. Um, he's a marketing and communications professional with over 20 years of experience um, under his belt. He's worked with several multinationals and local organizations in Ghana, in Kenya, in Nigeria, in South Africa, and in Europe. His core area of expertise is digital technology and how businesses and organizations can leverage on it for growth. He's also an active public speaker, a trainer, and a contributor to various industry events and publications. He's also a board member of a number of organizations and businesses in Ghana, in Kenya, and in Nigeria. Presently, he is a lead enabler at Enable Growth Consult and a co-founder of Melange Africa. My guest for this afternoon's conversation to talk to us about digital digitization for growth or digital strategy for growth is Stephen Bwedi. Stephen, you're welcome to the conversation. Thank you very much, Yao. You know, when you I was reading your, your resume, <laughs> the part that says... He's a board member for a number of organizations. Whenever anybody tells you that, they're trying to be modest. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he's a big man. I'm a small guy. Stephen, we're privileged to have you here on the Thank show. Thank you very much for having me. I know that my listeners, my SMEs, my managers, my employees, all my business owners are going to benefit greatly. I mean, we're in an age of digitization, whether we like it or not. Oftentimes, you hear the, the nomenclature digitization and digitalization. As sometimes we mix up the two. Abel tried to distinguish it for us last week, and some of us got it. I know you'll probably talk about it again today. Mm-hmm. But either ways, we don't have a choice. We need to grow. Yes. And data has become king. Data is almost more important today than money or gold. Oh, because yes. it makes you more money than you can think of. Data mm-hmm. is now pattern. Mm-hmm. Data gives you, you know, because we're, we're creatures of habit. Yes. So data tells you things that you would otherwise have missed. And, and get the insights. Exactly. I mean, if you were going to look at data on your personal behavior for the last 10 days, mm-hmm. you will be shocked <laughs> at some of the things that you do habitually at the same time every day in the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm excited that you're here on the show. I know that my listeners are also excited. And uh, for those of us who want to make some notes, we've got some slides. Stephen has obliged us some slides and we're streaming live on Facebook. By all means, do go to our Facebook page on My Joy Online. And follow those slides, and you can also make notes. And then when we do get interactive, we want to hear your thoughts or your comments, your questions, so we can be a part of that conversation. But otherwise, I'm going to give the microphone to Stephen, and uh, he's going to talk to us about digitization for growth. Yes. Talk to us, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me, Yao. And uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks. It's always good to be here, be on air, to share, and also meet people wherever I do have uh, strategy sessions or trainings. Mm-hmm. So welcome, everybody. Uh, like y'all said, we're going to make it a conversation. It's not a teaching session. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it a conversation as much as possible. And I want to start from where uh, one of the things that Ibo shared last week. Mm-hmm. He shared a slide that I loved. Mm-hmm. He titled it The Key Components of Digital Strategy. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Ibo and I both talk about often is that digitalization or the whole idea of digital is not something that we should allow one department to hijack with no, the IT department. The IT department hijack it. That's one. We should. It's something that, like you said, it's a lifestyle. It's a whole corporate thing. It, mm. It's what the corporate should be breeding. The organization should be breeding today. Mm. It should also be driven from the C level, where it has endorsement. So it's not like, well, the IT manager says we should do something, and somebody who is a director feels well. That's not what we want to do, or whatever. So I like that slide. And if that slide, if you can see that slide, it has several components. One of the key ones he had in there is digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And being somebody from uh, a marketing and communications background, that's what I'm going to focus a lot on today. Because marketing and sales is what gives us the growth, the money that we all look for. And At the so, end of the day, the money is a lifeblood. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and the way we do marketing today in an era when we have high digital penetration is different. The example I often like to give and ask people is, when was the last time you went to an internet cafe, for example? That thing sounds like <laughs> very old, doesn't Ancient. it? <laughs> yeah. But I remember, I mean, a few years back when I used to, I mean, I'm a Ghanaian, mm. but when I used to visit before I resettled, busy internet was a big place. That's where everybody met. And that's where all the startups emerged. That was the ish. That was the ish. Or, oh, I'm going to the cafe. It sounded trendy. It sounded a bit like last year. Somebody would say, oh, I have a clubhouse meeting. Yeah. And it sounded cool yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Today, we don't have that them anymore. People only go to internet cafes or these places because they want to scan something or photocopy or print something because they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's a very high digital penetration. We can access online from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just to show you some stats. So, for example... 
as of February, this starts out from a group called We Are Social, mm. supported by KPOS. As of February, we were 32.06 million people in Ghana. Mm-hmm. The number has grown a bit. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, we had 44.9 million mobile phones, handsets, as a connect handsets. <laughs> yeah. Don't that's, ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> that's an extra one, 10 million almost. Yeah, we all have multiple <laughs> handsets. And you even have like... Uh, SIM cards that we use for our data for our, I mean, um, with them all those 32 things. million people, 44 million yeah, yeah. mobile phones. Yeah. Just to, a, a bit more on this one. A few years ago, if you had a dongle, you know what a dongle is? I remember. It was big. Yeah. Today, who carries them around? We are all hotspotting from our phones. You know, as you talk, I can see <laughs> a point in the future, very near future, yes. where we can issue print commands from our phones. Exactly. Exactly. And then this and will, this good. will come center thing will disappear. <laughs> yeah, as well. yeah. Yeah. And we're even signing, I mean, documents, I mean, electronically. Yeah, so we don't need yeah. to go and print, scan all that whole process. Internet penetration is 53% of the entire population of Ghana. This was as of February. That's it's grown by now. Yeah. Now, 27.4% of Ghana's population are on social media. So these are just some of the stats. I mean, um, both session it's and less mass- than 30%. Yes, yeah, less than 30%, but it's growing. Now, a both session and my session are kind of like a prelude to an event that's going to happen next week by Innovari. Mm. And the reason why this event is important, I'm encouraging everybody to look out and sign up for this event, is that um, if you thought 2022 was difficult and businesses didn't have money, 2023 is going to be harder. Like we often say, the winners in 2023 and the years ahead will be the ones that effectively are able to embrace technology for what they do mm. to run their businesses. And so it's important that these sessions, I mean, we understand them. So we have a high penetration of I mean, uh, the internet, for example. That means that the way we discover and we research and even buy products and services is different. It's going to change, yeah. We're doing a lot more online now. I mean, Christmas is coming. There's Black Friday in the air now. Mm-hmm. Black Friday is this month. And you would find a lot more people during five minutes break at work. They'll whip out their phone and they'll go on Instagram or wherever, look for a product, research about the product. Then they would DM the person that's selling the mm-hmm. product and then they will buy. They, they're not going to the market. So that's where all the researching and uh, engagement yeah. and all that about products and services are happening. Um, I'm sure even now, even me as a person, if you never had me, as soon as you saw the flyer, you had my name, you probably taken out your phone and you Google me. This guy, quite as you know what he's talking about. So we're doing a lot more online. The key message here is that as an organization, if you want to win, you need to be where your target audience and your customers are spending most of their time. Mm. And making the decisions that you are interested in. You need to find out that where they, are, where they yeah. play, yeah. You know, where they hang out. And be in that space. Yeah, and be in that space. Look out for the decisions that you are making and then make sure that you're making yourself relevant now. Mm-hmm. So there's often something I call creating a compelling online presence. Yeah. Because it's very easy to create a Facebook page, create a Twitter account or whatever. But because it's a crowded space, you need to stand out. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important that we go through what we're going to go through today. Exactly. And the strategy sits at the hook of it. So, I mean, there are a lot more slides here. Next week during the session, my mm-hmm. session, we'll share a lot more. But I want to jump straight into the element of a good digital strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, digital marketing strategy. This strategy. Time. Right. And there are several models that are out there. There's uh, Sostak, 
those of you who are marketing people will be familiar with what I call SOSTAC. It's a situational analysis, objectives, um, then your strategy, okay, your uh, tactics, mm-hmm. then your actions and control. This is very, very important. Okay, so that's what we learn from the books and all of that. Right. Now, this model I've got, I call it SOCA, S-O-C-A-R. It's something I've developed myself mm-hmm. for my training around. And I, it embraces a lot of these models, and this works for me. So I'm going to walk through it, and we'll see how... It's tried and tested in this environment. In this environment. It works. It works. I've used it for a lot of companies that I've worked. I mean, we've done campaigns with it for a lot of the trainings that I've done. I mean, you can always adapt, I mean, mm. something. But the core elements should be there. Right. Okay. So the first part of that strategy, the situational analysis, is what we call situational analysis. I often say, if you don't know where you are, you can't tell where you're headed. True. You can't tell where you want to go. True. So it's important that you do a lot of things in this, I mean, part of your strategy. That includes doing a background of that. So what kind of organization are you? Where have you come from? What are the things that are caught to you? What's the ethos of the company? All those things. Why do you even exist? Okay, so you need to look at that. We've seen how during COVID, a lot of companies had to pivot, change even the way they operate. Some even actually changed the nature of their business completely. So that's a very good part of study, the good background analysis. Then also understand the brand that you own. So we're sitting at Joy FM, for example. You can't have a conversation about media in Ghana without talking about Joy yeah. FM and the multimedia group. Okay, so that's the brand that we are, I mean, yeah. And everything that goes on so that the expectations and the ta- target audience, what do you expect? Everything is a part of this. So in your situation analysis, you do this exercise as well and also understand the company the people that make up the company mm-hmm. whether we like it or not especially the people in the c-suite mm-hmm. their profile and their personal brand has an impact on the organization true and you need to understand somehow even the people that are involved in the organization true. all the way down to the people who are the frontline people for example that's why in some corporates they will take out an insurance on the people in the C-suite. Yes. They, I mean, they call it all sorts of names. Yes. But essentially, if especially if that company were listed yes. on the stock exchange, yes. if you did or said something or something happened to you, mm-hmm. that could that is adverse mm-hmm. and that could affect the company adversely and begin to let the share price dip, mm-hmm. then the insurance is there to cover that. I'll give you another example. <laughs> I mean, sometime this week, I'm going to be on a Twitter Speaks conversation. Mm-hmm. We're having a conversation about the impact of even on Musk's takeover of mm-hmm. Twitter. And there's so many thing hap- things happening. I hear Elon is on the road, man. <laughs> He's on the road. <laughs> He's sucking people and recalling them. <laughs> but part of it is even mm. the nature of Elon himself. Mm. Just today, an hour before I came here, there was a publication that Facebook, the company Meta, mm-hmm. is sucking 11,000 people. I saw that publication. And all of this, I mean, part of it is even linked with the personality of Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. And even in the release that he published, he had to be personal. He had to have made that part of him. So you can't distance on them. People will decide not to do business with organizations because of the people. So you do. there are a lot of things you do in this. So part. individuals have impact on the business. Exactly. If you're a business owner, you know, you're an entrepreneur, any sort of thing. What we're saying is that who you are impacts directly on your business. And mm-hmm. people may choose to do business with you or not, depending on who you are. Yeah. And that trickles down all the way to the front desk executive. Exactly. I mean, there are people who won't do business with you because they've experienced your front desk executive. Be rude to somebody else before. They walk in and they work right out. Perfect. Perfect. So, so, so that's very, very important. And that's part of the organizational culture and all of that. Then you also look at even your stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So your audience, your customers, who are they? 
because I mean I often tell people you can't say that you sell to everybody. You have to have a niche, okay? And the people that you are uh, your audience, what what is it they're looking for? You can't be all things to all. They can't be all things. And I often say that we don't sell products, we sell solutions. Yes. So what are the solutions that people are looking for? And having so you do this audit and there's something we will call pesto. Mm-hmm. Even do that. Mm-hmm. I mean these are getting a bit technical. I won't bore us with it. Then you do a SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. So you look at, look at even the resources that you have in-house mm-hmm. and how effectively they are helping you to do it. So you go through all this. That's the situational analysis. It helps you to be able to appreciate that how you need to embrace technology, how you need to embrace digital. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the second stage, what we call, I call the objectives. So then where do you want to get to? So let's assume you are um, a fashion designer, a small business fashion designer, and you want to get into, uh, let's say, the wedding industry, for example. So you've done where you are. What's your size? You know, if you need to really cater to the needs of this wedding. Have you can't you do more than got, three weddings at a go. Yeah. So you need to look at your resources. You need to recruit people, what equipment you need to bring in, all those things. But then you need to set your objective. So where do you want to get to? And these should be measurable, what we often call smart. So you set smart objectives mm-hmm. so that you can also tell how far you've come and where you need to go, how much more investment you need to do. So that's all very important. Then you set KPIs, so the targets and all the metrics that are there. So that's important. Then the next part is what I call the channels that you would use. That's important. Now we're getting into, I mean, uh, looking at, for example, what are the online platforms you want to be on, for example. So you find that... Um, let me give you an example of a bank, for example. TikTok is big now. Now there's a conversation going on that TikTokers are saying they are the ones driving music business in Ghana. And there's a beef between them and the Twitter. <laughs> but let's take a bank, for example. Somebody might say that uh, a bank, by nature of the kind of products that you sell, TikTok is not a place where you need to go and pack your bus and do a lot of things. Market segmentation. Yes. But then somebody else will say, and I've seen it done in Nigeria, I've done part of some mm-hmm. work there, so that if you can find the right way of creating and packaging your content to share it, TikTok could be a good place to be. 100% I support you. <laughs> you know, and I think that things are changing in the narrative of the business terrain so fast that the foundational sort of divides that we mm. used to know are mm. changing. Mm-hmm. And that's the point you're talking about. Yeah. Hitherto, let's say five, four years back, we thought that certain platforms were for certain things. No, and so they'll tell no, you, anymore. oh no, yeah, if you're an executive, TikTok is not your place. Who told mm. you? Have you have you seen that even in the movie industry? Yes. And particularly in the cartoon industry. Yes. When we were growing up, Hansel and Gretel, mm-hmm. um, Little Red Riding mm-hmm. Hood, mm-hmm. Um, The mm-hmm. Three Little Pigs, mm-hmm. and it ended there. Mm-hmm. Now they are doing cartoons that you will see Little Red Riding Hood in The Three Little Pigs. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's a whole script on its yeah. own. Because, How? Because, because, I mean, not, not you, but yeah. because, you see, now we look at not just the platform, but we look at how people are using the platform. Exactly. So it's about the audience. Exactly. And what they're looking that's for. The was, and their user habits. Yeah. 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 So the consumer is now driving <laughs> yeah. some of these changes. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because it's now beginning to blur out the foundational divides that we mm-hmm. used to know. Mm-hmm. Also in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll give another example. Yeah. Over the last five years, we've seen an explosion of uh, banking apps, mm. for example. And there's something I often say. People don't need banks. They need banking. Exactly. Okay, so it's about the solutions. Exactly. There's a conversation to be had about all these apps. What's mm-hmm. there? Is it doing enough? But that's about understanding the user needs and their habits. Exactly. If my banking app doesn't allow me to integrate my bank account with my Momo account, mm-hmm. then you are restricting me. Exactly. I might end up porting because there are some places I go I want to pay with it. 
Exactly. No more. So the channels that you you be on, including the online channels, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the offline channels as well. Mm-hmm. Because one of the mistakes we make often is that some people decide, all right, they say today online is everything. So they take all their MNC, what we call it, your marketing mm-hmm. budget, take it and go and invest it in digital. No. That's what I say. In Ghana, where we are at the moment, there's still value in embracing and being present on traditional channels. The key is to integrate. Because that transition, yes, is, it's, I won't say it's slow, but it's, mm-hmm. it's taking its time. Yeah, yeah. Plus, the way to do it, like uh, Sammy Forsen did and like you did, yeah. is when you are listening on radio, but we tell them, join us online. So you are linking the two. Mm-hmm. You're using offline to drive traffic to online. I remember when I started working somewhere in one of the big FMCGs, and I used to say to the brand managers, you can't sign off your billboards for print without having your website, your URL, on the web. Find a space for it. Because if somebody's driving on the N1 and they see the billboard, the first thing they want to do, it's so fast, is want to take out their phone and go somewhere to look for and continue the engagement. Mm-hmm. If the website is not there, they'll be looking online with some keywords. And being somebody who's a digital person... When we do SEO, we use our competitor names as keywords for us. Mm-hmm. So when people are looking for you and they don't find you, they will find us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can't have outdoor, like traditional marketing and without connecting it to online. That's even deliberate <laughs> and intentional. Yes. I mean, I remember last week I was having a conversation with someone and they said, mm. how is it that sometimes when I'm putting out my product and people go online, how do I drive traffic to me? But that's what you just talked about. Yeah. It's deliberate. It doesn't yeah. just happen. No, it's deliberate. So, so that when people talk about shoe makers in Coco Mlemle, mm-hmm. it should come straight to you yeah. as a, in the top 10. Yeah. And yeah. it's so deliberate. That, so so yeah. part of it is search engine optimization. Part of it is also what we call AdWords. There are so many things mm. there. I mean, so we can talk about some of them when we have the event. Right. But, I mean, all these resources, the key is both online and offline, how you integrate them. So they work together. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's, that's the key bit. And then also look at the resources that you would need from the technology, for example. So if you're going to uh, embrace digital effectively, for example, you would need the right tools, even the right applications like is it Adobe Suite you need for your creative people to mm-hmm. do the right, I mean, creatives, mm-hmm. images and things like that. Because on some of the platforms, especially like Instagram, mm-hmm. we see the image before the text. True. And I often say this, content should be disruptive. If the image I'm looking at doesn't disrupt me, as in, we scroll from top to bottom. It should disrupt me, meaning when I get to that, I should pause, look at it, and zoom in. Then it's disrupted my flow. So the creative, the images should be sharp. They should be ve- they should speak enough before I even read the text. So you should invest in even a good image library to do this right. So in, as part of your digital strategy, have the resource, the right resources that you need, an image library, the right tools, including even analytics tools and listening tools. These are all things that I mean, we use in this industry. Let me ask this question real quick. Yeah. With the way that the consumer is evolving and therefore yeah. driving all of these changes, mm-hmm. is there ever going to be a saturation point? It's uh, a good thing that it's driving change, it's driving ingenuity, creativity, new ways of doing things where you know, we're going beyond the barriers and all of that. But is there a point at which there will be saturation? I think some people will tell you that there's saturation already. In fact, <laughs> the amount of time we're spending online has almost plateaued. Mm. Okay. So the question now is not about getting more. I mean, it's about getting more people to spend more time with you. But not because they're increasing the time they spend online. But about you providing relevant content. So that, because the people say, I, I, people often say, attention span is very short online. 
I say it's only short for crap content. If mm. it's good content, we'll always have time for it. Mm-hmm. And we've seen all the videos that people send around. The video will be trending, content that's trending. It's because it's content that's engaging. The content understands its audience. Yeah. And that's what we do. So, yes, we're probably saturated. Now it's about stealing from... <laughs> From what you know, yeah. the, the existing you know bowl, if yeah. you like, yes, because we are not getting any more hours added to our day. Exactly. That's the point <laughs> I was going to make: is that people are already having to divide their time to do different things. Yeah. So, for example, there are apps like TikTok and other yeah. places where sometimes you know you, you just want to quickly go there and just check what's happening, mm. and people spend hours and they realize, ah, I need to also go and get this. Done. I need to take the car to the shop. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. So you are right. At some point. We can only give so much mm-hmm. to social media. Mm-hmm. But then within that so much mm-hmm. is where the conversation mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, let, let me write. Yeah, <laughs> the fourth yeah, component sure. of uh, the uh, digital strategy, mm-hmm. marketing strategy, is what I call the actions. This is where your content and your key messages become mm-hmm. key. Okay. Um, people mm-hmm. need to understand that good content is not salesy. It's not come and buy, come and buy, come and buy. Good content is giving people value and letting people understand that this is the solution to the need that I have. Okay. And this is why content marketing is an art. You need to invest in it. Okay. And copywriting is an art. It's very, very important. So that you... Because I often say that if you give people value off the back of that, they will always come to purchase... You think in our product marketing today across Ghana... Mm. When I say product marketing, without without innovations across the spectrum, yeah. do you think that people understand content creation and copywriting? No. Are, no, are no. we doing well in that in that area? Uh, we're getting there, but I think people are often too salesy, and from small businesses to even big businesses. How many times do you do people even small businesses? Somebody will just push something without even a good caption to mm. so just push let's say, a nice suit. Mm-hmm. You see the suit. You like the look of the seed, but you want to read a bit more about the seed. But it's, the caption doesn't say anything because the copy writing is just sales. It's just the price that's there or whatever. Mm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, come and buy. We've got this in stock. We need because, and let me say another thing. Because it's also a crowded space, if you're, let's say, somebody who deals in suits, don't be the guy who just sells nice suits, but be the guy who teaches your clients how to rock that suit, how to mm. wear that suit, mm. how to merge it with their clients. Yes. Then you're giving them value and they will keep coming back. Brilliant. That's, that's so they'll spend more time on your yeah. platform. Okay. Yeah. And these are, so, so, so that's what should go into content creation. Mm-hmm. And also, we know that content should not only be disruptive like mm-hmm. I explained, but it should be engaging, should be entertaining, and should be rewarding. Mm-hmm. It should be shareable. So that as soon as I engage with that content, mm-hmm. First thing that comes to mind is my friend Yao would want to would see love this. Would to see this. So you get all this viral reach without you paying for exactly. it. Exactly. And that's what in creating your content you should think about. So mm. this should be part of your digital strategy when it comes to the actions. Mm. Then there are campaigns. So, for example, you're going to um, launch a new car, mm. a new range of cars next year. It needs to be a campaign, for example. So how ads are you going to run? Who are you going to be targeting? What campaigns are you going to run? online there's the world cup coming we've seen a lot of businesses running campaigns mm-hmm. um buy and win to spain or whatever to Qatar, all the, yeah. to Qatar, all these these are all campaigns and a lot of them are run online so you need to also decide which campaigns you're going to run online 
Okay, mm-hmm. so that there's a lot that goes into the actions. Mm-hmm. Pay. Again, we'll talk a lot about this next week. Mm-hmm. But the last part of this model, mm-hmm. which for me is key, is results. Right. And I often say this: we need to monitor, measure, and optimize performance. That's the beautiful thing about digital. You were mm-hmm. talking about data earlier, because everything we do in digital is so data heavy. In real time, you can see the data and see how you're performing. Mm-hmm. And be able to uh, kind of like optimize it so you can maximize your results. Unlike traditional, where you have to wait till the end of the campaign, till the ad has flighted on, let's say, TV for mm-hmm. a month, then you're going to have to even go and do some survey to find out did you see the ad? Here, you post an ad on YouTube, within minutes, you can see how many people are viewing it, how it's doing, mm-hmm. how much money you need to put on it. All. And so we that need to do this even in the yeah. analytics. Yes. And that's a mistake we, uh, we make here. A lot of us are doing things online, including big businesses, and not speaking to the analytics. And not using the analytics to make decisions. Hold that thought for me. We'll come <laughs> back to the analytics. If you just tune in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. Spending time with Stephen Bwedi talking about digital strategy for growth. We take a quick message from our sponsors when we come back. We get interactive. Equia has sickle cell disease. Kweku is battling with prostate. Auntie Mary has a family history of cancer. All these people have either inherited a genetic disorder from parents and present in the child at birth or even due to some environmental factors. Remember that genetic conditions affect all ages, economic, social, and religious groups. Don't discriminate if they look different. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. As we start the GA Genome Project, we invite you to join and follow our public lecture series and get free genetic testing and screening. For more updates and information on how to get the free genetic testing and screening, call 0302-959-246 or visit www.gagenome.org. One, have you heard of MG Auto Trading Ghana's big sales promotion? To mark our second anniversary, MG Auto is offering a fuel-efficient SUV promotion that is unmatched. Between now and 30th November 2022, buy the 1.5 Table MG RX5 or MG ZS, which is also 1.5 liter, and receive full coupons with 4,000 Ghana cities for free, plus a five-year warranty. That's not all. Buy the 2.0 liter Turbo MG RX8 and receive fuel coupons with 7,000 Ghana cities plus a five-year warranty. Hurry now to any MG Auto Trading Ghana showroom in Accra, Takradi and Kumasi or call 0302-813-919. MG Auto Trading Ghana. Explore your senses. MG Auto Trading Ghana. British Dynamic. favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-1119-97 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. 
Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. Phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on 055-1111-997. Pick up that phone. Let's have a conversation. Let's learn together. Life is too short to make all the mistakes yourself. How are you running your digital strategy for growth in your company? What's your personal experience? Pick up that phone. Call us on 0302-216-541 or send us your comments on 055-1111-997. So do you have any motor vehicle of any kind? Because if you do, God has got some great news for you. Bell now accepts Momo for all fuel purchases. And every time you go to a filling station, all you need to do is use your Goyle go-card and make purchase. Goyle, good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Did you also know that disorders like sickle cell disease, breast and prostate cancers have a genetic component? Genetic conditions affect all ages, economic, social and religious groups. The GA Genome Project includes public lecture series on the Ghanaian genome and free genetic health screening of sickle cell diseases, breast and prostate cancer. We invite you to join the GA Genome Project. Early detection may help early intervention and therefore treatment. GA Genome are duty to decode. Phone lines are open 0302216541. Send us your comments on 0551111997. While we're waiting for the phone lines to ring, you were talking about analytics. Yes. And the power of analytics in making certain businesses. Let's talk a bit about that until yeah. we get our first caller through. So, so what are the things that uh, we need to do as digital people in our strategy? is that we need to do what we call data-driven, make data-driven decisions. And the beautiful thing about digital is that almost every platform that you have has analytics. Mm. I mean data Mm -hmm. and the patterns in the data. And you can use them to also get insights on what to do. So, for example, most businesses have a website. There's no reason why your website shouldn't have Google Analytics. Mm. So you understand who is visiting, what time they are visiting, how much time they are spending on your platform, what content are they engaging Mm. with. Very, very important. Facebook, Twitter, all of them. They have the analytics. I think the biggest analytic that the C-suite executives want to know is return on investment. That's true. <laughs> but you, you see, that's part of, part of it is, uh, I mean, the fault yeah. of people in my it's industry. like I'm spending so much money yeah. and all this marketing thing you are doing and it's like a bottomless pit. We don't see directly. And, you, and, then you, and then you hear the marketing guy say, it's not immediate. It's going to take some time. The number of footfalls, eyeballs and all that. Now there's data. Yeah. To support that. And so, for example, like, is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know? if, if, if they are telling you, if you're talking about top of mind awareness, for mm. example, you need to explain that the reach that you're seeing in, Insta- mm-hmm. in Instagram, Facebook, other places, that's top of mind awareness. Mm-hmm. So it means that this product, so many people know about the product. Mm-hmm. So many people have inquired about the product. And also see the link, how from online we're generating leads. Mm-hmm. And also have the link, like going back to a, uh, a boost slide earlier how that is then leading to sales and being able to trace that. But the last thing I want to say on analytics is the fact that sometimes we reduce them to just numbers and we should move away from that. We should look beyond that and see the insights that we get from these numbers. Number two, if there are any C-suite people, I'm asking, when <laughs> the team pres- puts together the report monthly, make time for them to present it. Because there are always stories behind the numbers. And it's those stories that make, you affect make decision, decision yeah. making. Yes. Affect decision making. And you can also then ask questions. All right, I'm seeing this. I've been seeing it for two, three months. Why are we doing this? Is there anything else we can do? Ask questions. Because as C-suite people, you make the decision on the budget and all this. And also, you're ultimately accountable to the mm-hmm. board. Mm-hmm. 
Now, these reports will give you ammunition for you to be able to go to the board and defend some of the decisions yeah. that you've made. Yeah. But if you don't make time for them to present it to you, then you're not mm. ineffective. While we wait, if I can talk about something yeah, else. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I talked earlier about technology. It's something that I often hear. So because of the changes in um, the digital space, for example, we see new platforms, for example. One of the things I would say is that don't embrace platforms simply because they are trendy. Right. Embrace the right platforms. The second one I want to say, for example, is that we also seen because of the uh, conversion rate that's so reduced, so low when mm-hmm. it comes to ads. People have ad blockers, for example. Mm-hmm. Even between Facebook and even we know iPhone, for example, mm-hmm. that privacy issues, so yeah. not all ads can be shown, for example. So we are turning to influencers and affiliate marketing people to tell our story. A lot of brands are doing that. Yeah. The caveat I put in here <coughs> is that make sure you're working with the right influencers, people who understand your brand, because the whole idea of influencer marketing is that the people can compel your audience to make a change. They can influence with their, their following. With their following. So if there's no connection between them and your brand, you can't do it. And that's something we should enforce. It's interesting that you talk about that. Sometimes I think that the choice of influencers today for most companies and most corporates is more about the how much following they have and how popular they are. That, that, you see, that's good if you're only yeah. looking for awareness, <coughs> you're only looking for eyeballs. I've done it. There are some, I don't want to mention it, but there are some celebrities I've worked with in this town who you give them a handbag just to post. Within five minutes, you see almost 50,000 likes. Because it's a new product, and you want to create awareness that there's a new handbag called ABC. Mm. Now, that's it. But if you're looking for real conversion and engagement, you need people who are believable, who are authentic. Mm-hmm. So you're, the people you're talking will not say they've gone for the money. Mm. Because that's be there. And then also, to my friends, influencers, learn about content creation. Also, learn about how the whole consumer I mean, journey works. So that when you're creating content, it's not, forgive me, Pouting doesn't sell. <laughs> so it's not about beautiful pictures. Exactly. But it's about the product usage. It's about communicating, understanding. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, just using you as an example, if you represent, let's say, a good, I mean, um, boutique or whatever, mm-hmm. you could sit here in the chair and try to do your knot, mm-hmm. your tie knot. But the way you do it and talk through it, mm-hmm. And then you just drop in there a line that's saying, oh, this tie, I've got this tie from this place. So you're creating content and you are kind of like seamlessly, you're bringing in that. Yeah. That's believable. Because people would know you for your style and everything. Mm-hmm. Ah, if this is where he shops from, mm-hmm. I want to go and shop. I want to go and shop from there as well. Yeah. yeah. So the picture alone won't say enough. but It's a delivery. Can, the delivery. Yeah. And that's what content creation really is. Mm. I've got a comment on social media. This one is from, from Paul Richard. You know, he says, good afternoon, sir. Interesting topic for discussion today. I'm really enjoying the session. Thank Keep you. it up. Um, phone lines are still open, 0302216541. Uh, pick up that phone, give us a call, or send us your comments on 0551111997. So we're talking about digital strategy for growth with Stephen Boydie. Stephen, I think you have a bit more content, so maybe let's continue to share them. Yes, I mean, uh, I, I, I can go. And so, yes. for example, also, one of the things that in your digital strategy you should look at is assign responsibilities mm-hmm. within the team. Um, we were talking about it earlier. So, because this is marketing per se, the marketing people may lead it, but they have to use IT department as a resource. 
as a service provider yeah. to them. So, for example, even having access to the platforms is key. One of the things I want to say is that in a lot of old school companies, the IT people have the login to even the Facebook pages and stuff. So when you have content to post, you have to go and chase an IT manager to post the content. We need to move away from that. Train the marketing people, give them enough uh, knowledge, enough skill to be able to post and manage the platform. So they usually have a resource when it's down or whatever, then it will come to you. Mm. So that it's so that it's more... I mean, respons- Assuming that the restriction for access is based on, let's say, some kind of control for a, a fallout. I mean, assuming they post something that goes south. It means that what you're saying indirectly is that whoever is sitting on your marketing portal and is going to interface the general public on the internet should be competent enough to sit there. That's number one. Yes. And number two, it must be cognizant of the fact that whatever they put out there can either inure to good benefit or mm-hmm. create a PR mm-hmm. nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so again, I mean, see that slide that we started mm-hmm. with, it was a slide. Mm-hmm. It's, so you see how all the different departments in your organization are interlinked. Mm-hmm. For example, even the way you create content, that's what we call content calendar, for example, mm-hmm. has to be signed off. So you create the content, you're marketing, you're creating the content, but because you're talking about products, mm-hmm. somehow the sales team need to have visibility of it and sign off some things, for mm-hmm. example, okay? Even legal and corporate, sometimes she needs to know some of these because you're making some claims in the post that you're making. It could have legal implications. And someone could take you on. Yes. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Let me ask this real quick. Yes. Do you think that Ghanaian business, I mean, with the onset of after and the, you know, the open market today mm-hmm. and increase in sales and things are changing, the organization is changing, mm-hmm. the whole terrain. Do you think that capacity to take on volumes is the bane of most Ghanaian businesses? Uh Yes, in a way, but if we embrace digital effectively, that wouldn't be a problem. That's where I wanted to go. That yeah. I mean, so for example, someone is really good at doing designs, so mm-hmm. they can design a wedding dress. And I know people here in Accra mm-hmm. who can design wedding dresses as if they fell out of a catalog, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they can actually sew it mm-hmm. and deliver it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't tell you that it was done at here. Ridge or mm-hmm. done at Nakola, no. you will know the difference. No. Mm-hmm. But those people, they can't take on more than one wedding at a time. Because the processes, they've not embraced technology for the process. Them, you know, like you're talking about, how can digitization, for example, help someone like that, where the design is concerned? Because now there's machinery to, you know, to cut, to sew, mm-hmm. to put together. How can digitization help someone like that? So they can take on volumes. Yeah, for, so you find that some of the time they are spending it even chasing payments and things like that. Mm. But if things are online, for example, then things go in account. There's no very little time needed for documentation, for example. Mm. Also, one of the things I would say is that because maybe they are spending, you may find that they are spending a lot of their time also trying to sell the product. But one of the things I say to these designers, for example, is every time somebody picks up a new clothes from you, mm-hmm. ask them why they're going to wear it. Give them your handle. Because what we do is we all go to weddings, we wear them, and we take pictures. But you don't have visibility of it because you are not consciously asking them to tag you. Mm. But if they tag you and they're using your hashtag, for example, you find that you're getting a lot of content that now you don't have to spend time to even employ a photographer because you're seeing the clothes the way they are wearing them. And I often say the clothes when they are sewn on a mannequin look very different from when somebody's wearing it. <laughs> wearing it in, says a lot. In fact, <laughs> it's not just on a mannequin. When you see it on a mannequin, the way you, you think it will look on you is even different yeah. from when you wear it. Mm. But when it brings it to life, yeah. So you may find all the time that probably this one man mm-hmm. designer is spending taking photographs, stressing. Mm-hmm. If only he had an online presence where he's clearly communicating, people are tagging him on it. Mm-hmm. All that would be there 
for him, for to him. just yeah, just go and share. I mean, and how many times have you have you won you know an apparel that you were entirely proud of? And then he said, oh, this is my tailor. I said, I'll give you her number. There's no point. Put it on social media so that if a few more people can see it. I'll give another example. We love weddings. Yeah. You see how the wedding people do it. Yeah. One wedding, say, make up by this. And there'll be a long list of, of different service providers. So be there. You two be there. So this time, <laughs> we're saying that the acknowledgements is not just for pride of place, no. but it's also to extend your marketing. Yeah. yeah. So you're tapping into the audience and the customers of the other, mm. I mean, people. That I mean, this happen. Interesting. And whenever I listen to conversations like this on digitization and how we can make it a lifestyle and everything we do, I'm so inspired. What's our takeout from today's conversation? If we remember nothing from today and from Ebo's conversation, what should we remember from, from, from this um, conversation today? From Ebo's conversation, I'll say, I'll say that let's not make digitalization a mystery. Mm. 